0: Hello and welcome to Films and Swearing. Um, a little problem this week. We were supposed to record our podcast on Chef. We did do this across Skype, but... Skype errors. Some crazy shit happened where it all recorded from my side of the audio. And none of Andrew's. So I know how the podcast is 90% of me rambling on. But it's just fucked this time. So here is a podcast from our backlog. This is... Actually, this is one of our last podcasts and via episodes that never made it to air. So, um, it is God? Is it was it 2013. The 2013 uh, Hong Kong movie Drug War uh, from director Johnny Toe, So, uh, bash on. Tune in. Fuck off, maybe. Anyway, next time. So, through the wonders of Skype, we are back and covering uh, drug war from
1: 2013. Mm-hmm.
0: The plot, uh, taken from the UK DVD a violent lab accident leaves drug manufacturer Timmy Choi, Louis Koo, hospi- hospitalised and in custody of veteran police captain uh, Captain Zhang, played by Song Hong Lee. Uh, facing the death penalty, Choi agrees to turn informant, leaking vital information to the police about his partners and their organization in order to avoid execution. In a bid to take down the powerful drug ring, Zhang and his team are forced to infiltrate Choi's organization, and this is like the the poster quote. Well, not the poster quote. The like what you'd expect the trailer voice dude to say. But when things spiral out of control, the lines between cop and criminal are blurred as they fight for survival. <laughs> That's cheesy as fuck. So that <laughs> was the last paragraph. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so, Andrew, thoughts on drug war? I was pretty good, to most. I mean, the twisted twists and turns in there. Mm-hmm. I think what we'll do is we'll have maybe like our first half of the discussion spoiler three, free. Free. And then, like, technically, once we finish the show, like, how the, the music will go on, and when the music goes off, it'll cut back to us, and we'll just discuss, like, the spoilers. Yeah. So people could still listen to the rest of the episode without the fear of hearing a spoiler. And
1: right. then,
0: when the music hits at the end, they could just turn it off and not need to think about the rest.
1: Mm hmm, that and,
0: seems good. So, but yeah, that is, is, it was a good film. I think I'm far too used to like the tone of the other Johnny toe films like, no, really. they are kind of a little more arty maybe like I know this one definitely still worked quite well with like uh, the lighting effects like it, it usually has a thing with lighting effects seven <laughs> style of music and maybe like his certain style of... Well, there is there is violence. There's, like, shootouts in this film, but there's yeah. not as many as there usually is in his other ones. Right.
1: So he's, he he likes his fucking...
0: Like, it, it usually happens, but it's sort of done in a more artistic fashion than some of his more later films. Like, uh, I think it was Vengeance, Like when they shoot each other. Uh, when someone got hit with a bullet, it was like a plume of red smoke. Right. It was like... I think being hit with like a pellet or something. It's just it wasn't like a big blood splat. It was just like a like a cloud.
1: Oh, a blind detective. Have we seen that?
0: Eh, uh, no, no. That's not out. Well, it's not got a UK release. yet, Anyway. No, I'm just looking through the the.ography.ography. Aye. Aye. Eh, uh, but let's see. Mad Detective, Vengeance. They all had like a sort of similar theme. Um. Actually there's some of it that I feel kind of relates like is sort of relates back to his older films, but I didn't want to mention it till <laughs> the second half. But um did you recognise the lead actor, Louis Koo, from other films? I did, but I did make him work for he, he is like kinda of really became like one of the main guys for uh Johnny Toe films nowadays. Right. Like he was the lead in I think it was Election 2 where he was more of a supporting character in Election 1. Uh-huh. That was his. Like Johnny Toe's big triad films from maybe five years ago
1: really? and
0: it was uh, quite a big hit over there so he was like one of the main dudes for that and he was in a really really good Johnny Toe film called uh, Throwdown which was to do with some triads, but it was also a lot to do with like judo. A lot of like Chinese guys doing judo. Oh,
1: that's weird.
0: Yeah, and it is a film that I I was going to say I find strangely rewatchable, because it's really good, but I've not watched it for maybe about three years because I don't have the (laughs) multi-region DVD player anymore. So there's just like this region 3 copy sitting, like lying under my bed in a box. Neglected. So it's been re-released. It, it never got a UK release, not nah. It was sort of like more Johnny Toes work got released, maybe afterwards, like sort of like his last five or six films all got UK releases, uh, but his earlier catalogue was probably never gonna see the light of day over here.
1: Do. well. It he might be if he gets a a big fucking film out here.
0: <laughs> Possibly, I can't remind if he actually has taken his stab at, like, the US yeah. market yet. Uh-huh. I think they all have now, but they've all been, like, these straight-to-DVD type of things.
1: Right. Really?
0: But, um, yeah, I, I well, going back to the film, it was it was different, but it wasn't a bad film. Like, it just didn't seem like a... If I watched it blind, not knowing who directed it, I wouldn't have said, right, that's... That's one of Johnny Toe's films. Oh. It was it was definitely like your uh, Hong Kong crime thriller with the typical undercover angle which like you'll probably getting tired of now. <laughs> like mm. like cop going undercover as a triad. Uh. <laughs> like it's second nature to them now. They... <laughs> Right, hey, and... half the fucking triad must be Polis. I know, half the Polis, obviously, with the triads.
1: Right.
0: But right. it was quite interesting, like, with, like, his team, Captain Zhang, like, going undercover as, like, triads. Mm-hmm. And he always, like, I was taking notes when I was, he was on screen, and I was like, he seemed to have enjoyed, like, being undercover. Like, uh, I think he was the sort of person that kind of liked that lifestyle, and this was his legal way of doing it. <laughs> like, okay, sure, he wasn't the one to do the coke, but <laughs> those moments where he had to do it, and I think if it was the persona of, like, the triad he was pretending to be, because it was like a wee switch around, they met up with a dealer called HaHa, who was uh, just this uh, really... <laughs> this the
1: distributor.
0: Yeah, and then... It's... It was quite clever how all the arrangements they made were basically an hour later, so they done the formal trade and then an hour later they done the same trade but they switch roles. Yeah. So it was quite cool to see like Sun Hong Lei's character changing from like the cold, hard cop Yeah to like the laughing fool. Mm-hmm. But like that like he is I think he kinda of st- like he is like the one that kind of stole the movie I think. Like Hanky done better than, well, or he had the better character than Louis Koo.
1: Aye. But it, it was a bit annoying though. It we just, oh, I can't go into details. Yeah, I know you missed some parts in the film.
0: Yeah, aye. And it's not a long film. It was just an hour and a half, really.
1: Oh, it wasn't. It didn't feel long anyway.
0: Yeah, aye, cause I think some of his films have, like, went on to the two hour mark before, but this one did feel pretty straightforward. An hour forty-seven. An hour forty-seven, so it was uh. just shy of two hours again. Ah oh, well, I guess that's sort of a merit to that it didn't feel.
1: Aye, because it was just, it felt like, oh, something's going to happen, something's going to happen, all the time. Mm-hmm. I never, like, had the wee slow bits with the sitting here, a bit of dialogue
0: or a cup of tea or something. Aye sitting on Twitter. Nah, something was always going on. <laughs> Aye. And it was good because like, it set up to, like, from the very beginning with Zhang's character, like, he started off, it was like a, a bus full of drug mules. Aye. <laughs> and then that really awkward sequence where they're all having to shit out the evidence. Yeah. Him included. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> that basin with the amount of, like, fucking coke filled condoms like oh. that, that That looked like that should be all being one man that's I
1: know how the fuck did you get all that in your body
0: I know that looked like over a dozen like balls of coke
1: the worst thing was the color of your shite it was orange
0: <laughs> well I would expect that to kind of play havoc on your internal like <laughs> aye
1: <laughs> fucking orange shite I got to see the gorillas at fucking in Brazil,
0: <laughs> But it was even the same with like that moment where they they showed you the, the woman like struggling to shit out oh, <laughs> the <great>. condoms <laughs> and they're just shaming her, like giving her a hanky to wipe her face <laughs> <laughs> She was just getting you know, looks like I can't do
1: it. Let me away. They even fucking were even they were evil and they gave her fucking the opposite of fucking laxatives. <laughs> the force that they fucking make sure it's dry and hard.
0: <laughs> so, aye, it was definitely... Blank. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, there isn't really much filler before it gets into the main story, like... Aye. The movie stars with Louis Koo, like, driving, I get drug-fueled, into, like, a restaurant. Yeah. And... <laughs> Like, it was almost an explosion in his manufacturing plant. And it was, in the aye. sense that his whole family...
1: It's, it's
0: <laughs> yeah, aye. And it's just when you went in, the place looked... It just kind of looked like a fucking McDonald's factory <laughs> blowing up. <laughs> I just kept looking, like, with the wee production line, it just looked like stray chicken nuggets everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and all these dead people. Uh, <laughs> there the was fucking eerie yellow smoke. Aye. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. It never looked like this on Breaking Bad. No.
1: I, that's, that was one thing that I found very weird. It's like you said they were make, like, like making crack. Mm-hmm. I was like, why is it clear? <laughs> yeah.
0: Crystal meth is supposed to be blue. Yeah. <laughs> Chinese don't have the pure stuff. <laughs> Ah, uh, it looks more like chicken nuggets. <laughs> no one wants the Chinese crack. No, they're really just smoking chicken. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Another use for chicken. Yeah, smoke it and get high. So, um, but no, there was. I don't think there is any flaws to it. Like, I think I was maybe a wee bit more in the second half of the film. There's points where I found it a bit. I bet much, but it's also something I can't really talk about at the moment. So, yeah. um, quick rundown of uh, uh, cast members: top five that were suggested are no really the most <laughs> relevant after seeing the film. I also I, have got I, Louis Koo as the lead. I have taken photos either. They've only got the main guy. Yeah, even like on the a dvd on the menu it's not even got lewis koo on it it's got captain zhang and then like a undercover cop three yeah. like uncredited extra holding a gun on the dvd menu oh. and also the uk dvd no special features whatsoever nah no. No. you get a trailer for the film oh, wow. that you've bought Nice. So. But well, I guess it's like 9 quid, Which is still kind of high for a DVD nowadays, but. Yeah. But I guess you kind of complain because it has actually been released in the UK. Oh, yeah,
1: I suppose. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, but amongst that cast, was there any familiar faces to you? I thought I kind of recognised the woman.
1: Um. I uh, wasn't it 100% sure recognised the Fat guy,
0: the fat Fatso.
1: Fatso. Lam
0: Suet. Fat. Uh he's he is sort of like a regular in Johnny Toe films. He was in uh, like the Exiled and uh, the mission and I think he was in like the election movies. It mostly is like if there's a Johnny Toe film happening, he's probably like he probably gets a text like the week before saying you want in? Aye. <laughs> or he just shows up on set and probably sits oh. in the background eating noodles. <laughs> or taking selfies. <laughs> selfies. And, aye, aye, like Sun Hong Lei. Try, I, I, I'm trying to do this one off the top of my head. He was in the Johnny Toe film Triangle, which is a film. It was Johnny Toe, but it was also from two other directors as well. So, like, each director had a. A portion of the movie, like the first act, second, and third. Yeah. So we had a uh, Choi Hark doing uh, the opening, then uh-huh. it was Ringo Lamb doing the middle, and then Johnny Toe finishing it with a gunfight. Surprise. Uh-huh. So he was the lead in that film, and I think that was my first introduction to him, other than the Choi Hark uh, fantasy film Seven Swords with Donnie Yen Sun Hong Lei was the main bad guy to that one. Oh, is he? He was just bald. It just, he just looks like bald Jackie Chan. I was going to say that. He <laughs> does have that look about yeah. him. It's like, Aye. this is serious Jackie Chan. Like if Especially Jackie Chan wants to do a drama, this is...
1: <laughs> it'd be a ha-ha. Aye. It looked identical to him when he was a high on fucking crack. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what keeps Jackie going. <laughs> Have you even seen on the news like that he's starting his own Korean boy band? What? Yes, I think he's just hired like, a, the Korean One Direction and just put his name all over it. Fuck's sake. Like, Jackie, just stop putting your finger on all of the pies. I know. <laughs> put your finger on that fucking boy you're, band. I, I think you're about 60 now. <laughs> Take it easy. You always said you wanted to be no, in like, the background. <laughs> No, I don't think he's 70 yet, but other than that, he's Sung Hong Lee, I he's obviously done a lot more work, but I've just not seen enough of it. And the uh, female actresses, like Crystal Hong was the, the female police inspector. She, I think she was in Forbidden Kingdom. That's who I thought i I think she had like long white hair, like she was having, like the white haired witch. Who was that? A uh, crystal... That B. Yes.
1: Uh,
0: You can... You drop Oh, right, okay, that's fine, she is in this film.
1: Yeah. I to just wake up.
0: Nah, she's not been in anything, ever. Okay. <laughs> What's your source? IMDB. Alright, well, we'll leave that at the new, then. Um. For trivia, it it was just released the 18th of April last year in Hong Kong, Mm -hmm. so that was actually quite a quick turnaround for it to get a UK release, Mm -hmm. Uh, because the UK just got a release of Soi Chang's crime thriller Motorway, starring Anthony Wong and Sean Yu. That just came out through Arrow Films last week, and that film's two years old now. So, and then of course we had dragon which was like 3 years old uh-huh. so it, it seems like they're they're catching back up with some like of the more decent hong kong thrillers getting released now yeah so it it's hong kong what it's mainland <laughs> yeah sorry drug war did have quite a lot of mainlanders in it but um hong kong like. Hmm?
1: Was it set in Hong Kong, like?
0: Don't think so. No, it was in mainland China. Aye, it was on, like, Jiang. Something.
1: Aye, because it was using that fucking... All the currency was all that Remembe. Aye. <laughs> Remembe. Is that the it's code? I don't know. I think it's code. I didn't
0: Rem- dare try. <laughs> That's what Heather says it is, and she works with it. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, when it comes to the crew for this film, the writing credits, there is uh, four guys credited for the writing of the film and it looks like it just seems to be like Johnny Toe's in-house writers yeah. he's got a production company with a, another writer, director called uh, Wai, Kai F- uh, Wai Ka Fai I thought <laughs> you were going to say Wai Ka and I was like, what? No, <laughs> I think I did see a picture the other day that there was a composer called Dong 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 though.
1: Do. <laughs> Fuck off!
0: <laughs> anyway, one of one of the guys on Facebook did a screen cap and put up. It's <laughs> He's, called Dong Dong Dong. Yes. <laughs> like Dong 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 Dong. Oh, shocking! Dude. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> right. So the writers shocking. for. Waikafi and Johnny Toe have a production company called Milky Way Image where they've been producing and directing their own movies and seem they must have their own group of writers because all the people credited for Drug War have all worked on numerous other either Waikafi or Johnny Toe films so uh, Waikafi is the lead writer for Drug War He's also co directed like Running on Karma, Full Time Detective, and Mad Detective with Johnny Toll like amongst others. Right. Uh, he's also responsible for writing like Vengeance, Blind Detective, uh, Don't Go Breaking My Heart in two thousand eleven. They also like <laughs> tend to do like romantic comedies as well as like Bloody Action movies. Exactly. <laughs> so they tend to lighten it up every once in a while. We go oh, hand hand. He also wrote and directed one of my personal favourites, uh, Peace Hotel, uh, from 1995, which was like a Western starring Chel Fat.
1: Right.
0: And it was just sort of like a, a hotel f- in the middle of, like, I would say the desert. But it's um, basically a place for all sort of like bandits or runaways and strays. Uh-huh. So it's just like an old-timey saloon, and all the people are just like the rejects from society, kept together. And once the people, like once whatever criminal passes this line into the Peace Hotel, they're protected from the law type of thing. Like that's them in no man's land.
1: So basically,
0: sanctuary. Pretty much, that would the be the word. What would be. Mm-hmm. So, Chaoyun Fat goes there and takes refuge. And there's, there's always people are just trying to pry and find out why he's there, but he keeps it quiet. Oh, no, 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 I've got it completely wrong. Jailun fat is, like, the oh. owner of Peace Hotel. Oh. And there's, like, a, a prostitute goes to the hotel and it starts swindling people. And oh. he, basically, he's there to set her straight. And what she does, he slaps her about something awful. <laughs> nice. But... She's obviously pissed off the wrong people so like triads start coming out into the the no man's land wanting her back and it's just like Chai Fat laying down the law. <laughs> uh, and that like even got a UK release like ten years ago. Oh I remember one of these things that I managed to blag myself like half a dozen copies of the film. I just sent an email saying we run a wee review website based on Hong Kong film set in the UK. And it's like, here's six copies of the film. Nice. So, (laughs) I still have one. (laughs) Uh, For other writers on Drug War, there is Yao Nai Hoi, who's got credits for Running Out of Time 1 and 2, and Throwdown, like all Johnny Toe films, and uh, Iron in Sky, which isn't a Johnny Toe film, and I've neglected to look up who directed it. What was... Uh, Eye in the Sky, it's starring Tony Leung Carfi. Eye in the
1: Sky. There it is, 2007. Uh, directed by
0: Yao Nai Hoi. Christ, the dude, the first writer. <laughs> <All right. laughs> oh, wait, no, that is that dude, Yao Nai Hoi. So he wrote and directed it. So that's obviously just Johnny Toe giving his guys a chance. Right. Uh, the other writers are obviously more like. I think fresher face ones. We've got a uh, Ray Chan, who's only got five credits to his name. Ray Chan. On, my, on IMDb,
1: he's called Riker Chan.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so he's credited with things like Blind Detective, Don't Go Breaking My Heart, Drug War, and the highly anticipated Don't Go Breaking My Heart 2, which i out this year. <laughs> That's a shame. It's like a line dancing book. Not a clue what I think it's just a Random romantic comedy, Aye. and the uh, last writer U Z U Zai, and his first credit was Drug War, and he's went on to write on projects like Blind Detective and Don't Go Breaking My Heart too. <laughs> uh, when it comes to awards and nominations, Drug War uh, won the Grand Prix award at the Cognac Film Festival. Cognac Film Festival or Cognac c-o-g-n-a-c right What's oh wait, that's uh, Cognac Festival du Film which is uh, credited on the website uh, for the Hong Kong Film Critics Society it picked up Film of Merit Best Director and Best Screenplay
1: uh-huh.
0: at the San Diego Film Critics Society it won uh, the award for Best Foreign Film right. and the 33rd annual Hong Kong Film Awards uh, takes place April this year, uh, Drug Wars only got the one nomination. It's got uh, just nomination for Best Director. Hmm. Uh, when it comes to the internet, uh, we've got IMDB rating at 7.1 out of 10 based uh-huh. on 3,900 votes. And Rotten Tomatoes rate at 93% fresh.
1: 93?
0: Yes, that's based on 43 fresh reviews and 3 rotten. That's no bug. Mhm. So, let's see, I'm just down to my notes now, so I want check which ones I could mention without spoiling any more of the story. Oh, eh, uh, how in, round the middle of the film, we're introduced to the, the, all those deaf, like that family of deaf brothers.
1: And sisters. And sisters.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright, right. it was that, it's just the fallen scene, like, when the police, like, break into the building. Yeah. And it, it was actually, like, obviously, oh. really well planned out how they managed to alert the brothers by a flashlight or, like, a signal light. Yeah. Rather than, obviously, oh, so you can't shout for help. Yeah. But hitting the buzz and then red sirens started blinking in the hoose. hmm. And then they just turned into these scarily efficient shooters.
1: Why? I
0: was like, what the fuck? I know, it was scary. Was disabled mentally as well as. I uh, it was like. The, the another skill <laughs> like the senses were heightened when it came to dual pistols it was just so i can't go into detail. <laughs> so and i know what you're talking about but it was just when they just like action mode kicked in they stood up picked up guns and just started tearing away at the police uh, <laughs> it was so scary <laughs> i would hate to be a police officer in hong kong uh, but yes, I near enough everything else I've got is really spoiler filled. Yeah. So, uh, you got any last words for drug war? Are they can't bring it, I like it. hmm <laughs> Fair enough. Right, let's take a wee break and then hop back. Right, so when you text me saying a lot of people die, Aye. I was expecting to say, right, main dudes must die. I didn't expect everyone <laughs> to die. Yes, my last, my last note not I've written here is the movie basically had to end because there was no one else alive. Yeah, <laughs> that's unbelievable.
1: Mm-hmm. It was the worst one was that uh, police woman with a shooter and he was using enough as a uh, a lure um, to get a phone mm. to come in and say shoot them too and then they just decide that oh, I'll just run her fucking body over I <laughs> got trapped under the tyres <laughs>
0: and that was the thing like all of a sudden okay sure as you'd expect it all leads up to a big shootout at the end of the movie where Lewis Koo suddenly basically decides to turn his back on everyone Like, he was working with the police up until the point where they were all out parked outside of a school. Aye. And he was meeting up with the gangsters, because there's a
1: good place to do fucking drug deals.
0: Aye. And that was a thing that kept talking about meeting Uncle Bell. And Uncle Bell turns out to be like seven people.
1: Aye, he's a proxy. Aye.
0: And that was one of the things that I felt like it referenced in Mad Detective.
1: Oh, did
0: they do that in that? Eh, uh, not really, but there was, there was one person that they were tailing. And, eh, yeah. uh, I was going to say Sean Lau, which is is his English name, but Lau Ching Wan, his character in Mad Detective, eh, uh, kind of could see people, like, split personalities. He could see them in, like, a physical form. Yeah. Like, there might be one person at the table, but he could see two people sitting there. And it's, oh. like, just the different, eh... Uh, not a different attitude but the different the bipolar the opposite beside the set mm-hmm.
1: so okay, I
0: get what you're saying exactly and, and in Mad Detective there's a person with like eight personalities Oh. Right. so there's one shot where the police are driving in the street they're looking at the window and it's like your main character the main character is looking out. he sees one guy cuts oh. to Sean Lau, and then it cuts to the street again, and there's eight people walking, synchronised, all walking, all whistling the same song. <laughs> and it just, like, as soon as they just said, like, Uncle Bell was eight people, and then you realise all the people that were listening in on the conversation, oh. who well, all, all I thought to begin with were undercover cops oh. scouring the docks, but I didn't realise they were all this proxy. Yeah. But it was uh, just something that just made me ring, like, just rung a bell in my head. Especially, I think, eh, uh, like, Lam Suet, like, Fatso. He yeah. was one of the personalities in, uh, Mad Detective. Oh, was he? Aye. So it almost felt like it was just one of the same dudes <laughs> from <laughs> that one. And he, it was, it was just like, for Mad Detective, it was sort of like a different emotion. Like, he was, like, eh, uh, the nervous, gluttony one. And then there was like a, the hard guy, and that would be played by a tougher actor, and mm-hmm. but different film. Mm. Uh, so, I uh, what was up with the the, de- the final two death brothers attempting to sneak out of the country dressed as like hip hop stars? <laughs> I didn't recognize the like, you know. I did recognise them begin with? With their tilted caps and. So it was. Very strange for Lewis Q's character to suddenly just. I th- I think at first it seemed weird because it looked like he just turned his back on the cops. Yeah. And like he went, he just shot the woman in the back, and uh, then he realised he was also screwing over the uh, the the drug ring.
1: I, I like that where he was like got the bus
0: and like he was going back and between, between, between them all. all. Got them <laughs>
1: into the open and drove a wall. Aye, ah, and they, all yeah, they, faced, they all faced each, each other. other. Yeah. So it was like, I'll drive away with the police or dealing with you.
0: Do you think you would get away with and it? Even, and it even like, like, like damn. Feedback feedback. Uh, but with Captain Zhang, like, okay, sure, it's a Johnny To movie, so you, he always kind of gets a little bit carried away with his gunfights. Uh, like, in The Exile, they manage, there's five people shooting at a bicycle, and they're all shooting at it enough times to put the bike into motion and send it in the street, because they're all managing to keep shooting it and it just keeps it moving. Oh. Uh, like, so, sure, I was expecting this to be, like, the gunfights to get a little out of hand, so, yeah, if you took this film seriously, you would believe that the Chinese could take a lot of bullets.
1: Mhm. Uh-huh.
0: Like, Captain Zhang, even though, like, Louis Koo kills him and he's lying dead on the ground, he still manages to slap the cuffs on him. Oh, uh, no. Which was still quite I think, cheeky, because he was just lying with his eyes open, <laughs> just like being a dick. Still manages to slap the cuff on his ankle, <laughs> just I'm to sure. make sure he couldn't get I'm away.
1: Not, I wanted him to get away.
0: You mm. wanted him to escape?
1: Aye, because he outfoxed the bad guys and the good guys. Oh, mm-hmm. just liked that. Oh,
0: <laughs> but no, he gets caught and then it's just like that horrifying <laughs> death by injection. Like lethal injection. Them with fucking milk <laughs> I also wrote down what I thought. Like the person injecting them is like could just be thinking like, oh, another day at the office. Like <laughs> lethal injection one, lethal injection two. Hi, right, British League. Like- frantically trying to get them to
1: change their mind, but... Ah, right, he's ratting out everyone. everyone. Uh, he's telling everything, like all oh, the Korean guys, all the Japanese guys.
0: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's this mm-hmm. guy, and I can't quite remember his second his name, and the And so as right. the first injection hits, he just stops talking. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, and then you just see like his his breathing slowing, and right. it, it's unsettling to see something like that. Mm-hmm. And then it just ends. Because there is no more characters to this movie left. He was.
1: He didn't live, did he?
0: Hmm?
1: He didn't live. They didn't just randomly save him for no reason.
0: No. Like Lewis Goo's character?
1: No. No. Obviously, he's dead. We saw him
0: die. Yes. Like Jackie Chan looking like. Alright, no. He's. Like. Just with Lewis Koo, like shooting him point blank on the ground, and with yeah. all the bullets he took before then as well. Oh. Like even that woman that like took two bullets to the chest, still trying to sort her boots oh. as she was dying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, give <laughs> up, Hen. You've been shot oh. twice. <laughs> You're fucked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stop worrying about your image. You've got <laughs> two big holes in your chest.
1: Yeah, it was just that for how it, how like the main guy. Like betrayed his own like flesh and blood because that, that guy that was with that woman was his brother mm-hmm. and he just betrayed him like he was nothing
0: <laughs> it was it was quite cold like that that twist for Lewis Koo uh, and like how he just walked out took the gun started shooting everyone lying there like killed the deaf guys uh, killed the cop and like you were like just hoping maybe the cop just to like Someone to show up and shoot him at the right time, but was it? It was just like it just felt like a cold, harsh reality uh, of the guy that managed to outsmart everyone and made sure he got away with it by killing, well, making sure every one of them was dead. But it was getting the way that he managed to kill everyone, and then realised once he got slapped with the cuffs, he didn't even have enough bullets to, to shoot the cuffs off him.
1: Yeah, but he never went for the fucking machine gun. <laughs> could he the probably
0: floor. would have Blew his foot off
1: No, I just shoot the guy's
0: fucking wrist off <laughs> <sighs> Even Like the lens he went to after being handcuffed to the car Aye He fucking absolutely destroyed his wrist I actually was expecting him to Like I I'd, I'd never thought like obviously Breaking his hand to the point where just all the shattered bone Could just slip out Like yeah. no wrist left, I expected him to try and Just cut his hand off by jamming it in the door Aye their way was more smarter than mine's (laughs) but I like it was just like a switch went in that dude like it was the fight or flight thing yeah he was willing to like basically stand on everyone's neck to get on to get out of that situation yeah so it was quite weird because he did seem like that was the only thing at the beginning of the film like he seemed quite easy to convince like when they sat him down and said right what you've done now is the death penalty for you? Uh,
1: no,
0: no, unless, no, 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 unless you do this, and then it was like, all right, let's do it. it was like, Christ, he didn't seem that bothered about screwing everyone over, uh, and it could be like maybe it was just the smartest one all along, but yeah. it just seemed like heartless. But I guess you're not supposed He's to sympathise with anymore because his wife was dead. Yeah, I I was, I was, I was thinking we're going maybe see a little bit more about that. Like, how did that happen? Like, like I was wondering to see if it was something that he managed to screw them over, or, like, I reckon, like, if he was heartless enough to kill all these people, like, what did he do to his family, or?
1: Yeah, uh, so why did he kill his fucking wife and her two brothers?
0: Mm-hmm. So it was weird because they they tried to make you feel for him, like especially when it was he was being taken in by the deaf family, yeah, and
1: like burning shit tons of money.
0: Exactly, and all the police officers were handing out as well the gear the money to burn, and mm-hmm. so it was strange. Like the were like it, it could have just been their thing to kind of get you on the side of Lewis Koo, uh, and yeah. then to like have that carpet sweep out from underneath you mm-hmm. when like he goes cold at the end
1: mm-hmm. I like that twist, though you didn't see that very often
0: nah, and uh, it, it just left, uh, it was like just a chill right. to see like your supposed hero of the movie just fucking just go to business like just killing just... All of the mm-hmm. so yeah, <laughs> and outside of a school aye <laughs> 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 I bet playtime would have been amazing. Just coming out, like <laughs> picking up all the bullet, like just the shelves And uh, I <laughs> like someone lost a gun. I, I, I t- in that dead woman's boot. Look. Ah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Bloody fucking mink coat. <laughs> <laughs> Running a bit, wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not happening. It, it's mine. I'll bet that one. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a gangster's wife. Look at me. Oh. <laughs> there's just, like, two holes in the chest of it. <laughs> oh. Uh, and, oh, even, like, I didn't even mention, like, how the collective that made Uncle Bill, there's <laughs> even, like, the older one. Like, who uh, I'm just crying, old man Bill. Oh. Where he was the one that was attempting to get them all out of that situation. Like, oh. he, he broke the car, Wendy. And then he fucking looked back and shot shot. He got shot, like, double tapped in the throat. <laughs> And was that not by like the Death Brothers?
1: No, that was before fucking coup.
0: Oh, Jesus. It was just so heartless. I know. (laughs) Because it was like he seemed to like, be quite hopeful. I just fucking shot him through the windscreen. Aye.
1: As he was a skating. Pure old bastard. I know. I'm too even said I'm too old for this. (laughs) (laughs) Shit.
0: So, so, I definitely, like, the film left an impact on me. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fucking crazy, that ending.
1: Oh. Uh, and uh, that
0: might have been the thing, it might have, just because the film seemed so reserved, and there was only... How many gunfights was there before then? Like, obviously, it was when the, the SWAT team were closing in on the death family. Aye.
1: Uh, that was the only one, I think.
0: Because that was another thing, like, a lot of people like, expect, like, a lot of gunfights coming out of Johnny Toe films, so yeah. to have only, like, one about the middle, and then this horrific one at the end, uh, which, there was no art to that.
1: No, it was just pure it
0: was, Ah, it was just cold and real. <laughs> uh. So, it was definitely... <laughs> refreshing to see from Johnny Toll because I would never guess that was him like sure it had like his sort his group of actors but it was definitely different aye
1: oh, I can't I can't remind him
0: much of his films yeah them but uh, uh, as i was saying, I've given you two of his movies to watch anyway aye I've seen
1: them I'm looking
0: at them aye Mad Detective and Vengeance they're yeah. both more similar, like, when you watch those two, you'll notice a, a distinctive style between the two. Yeah. Which is not present in Drug War. Oh, I it not? Nah, like, this, these ones does do have the music scored to the background, and uh, the cinematography, like, there'll be a lot of light shining on the rain, and neon lights in the background, like, it, it all looks very pretty, arty, and dark. Oh. And of course, like, the gunfights. But it's definitely, it's more or less the music is, like, a thing I always take away with Johnny Toe films. Like, I I have the music from Mad Detective playing from my head at the moment. Aye. Oh. So but, iconic
1: stuff, like...
0: It's... Uh, it's just sort of... Like... I was going to say dark video game music. Oh. <laughs> but which... Maybe it's just because it's a uh, mad detective but just something about the score, it's just something that you'd think of like an old Final Fantasy game when something like you're going to your impending doom and uh-huh. this right? just dark music, it might just be the maybe what instruments they use it's, it uh-huh. be ringing that bell but it is definitely worth checking out uh-huh. so but yes definitely for people that if you listen this far right like, you've probably seen drug war already uh. We hope so. If not, like obviously you know, no one lives. You're lucky to have survived the ending of this film.
1: Yeah. I don't know where you survived this if you weren't in it.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so, uh but yes, it is available on DVD and Amazon Prime Internet streaming. Is so, it
1: on Netflix?
0: It is not on Netflix. I think that's the thing with the UK streaming thing, it's either you're with one or the other.
1: So uh, if it's on Amazon,
0: it'll not be on Netflix.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: some TV shows do seem to be, like, across both streams, but... So, sort of, like, the movie selections, you'll see on one, you'll not find on the other. Mm-hmm. But I guess so there's, there's quite a lot, because you'll have, like, Sky and Blinkbox, and they'll have... Like, their own internet streaming services now, so... That's uh, just, like, the movies being split into three, into four, and five different groups. Yeah. So, every once in a while you'll get maybe one decent film out of the twelve that they introduce every so often. Right.
1: Uh, but it yeah. looks like Netflix are getting all the Marvel stuff.
0: Aye, and I guess that could be with, like, the future.
1: Aye, with them like, making the TV shows and the a and the film at they the end of it.
0: Exactly and the same with um well that was it, they released another TV series for the week there, the Dust Till Dawn TV I series
1: I have loaded the episode, I haven't watched
0: it yet it's so. got fucking handy manny in it handy manny? the... 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 the well-vowed drama All oh, right. right it's looking at this. I... Are, you mean handy manny as in the animated children's yeah like Mexican yeah. handyman.
1: Aye, uh, basically, but it's Will Valderrama, the phase like, of that '70s show. Ah, right, 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 right. He's okay. the he's okay. the voice of Handy money. Okay. <laughs> he's he's basically by the looks of the trailer, the the head of the vampire gang.
0: Ah. I have not watched any of it yet, but it'll probably be interesting. We we noticed on Netflix that they had, uh, dusk till dawn one, two, and three. Right. So we're going to be watching them first. I've yeah, the...
1: seen the second uh, and third.
0: Yeah. We'll
1: so... you know who the main guy in it, will it? Quentin
0: nah. Probably not. Like for what we've seen, the second yeah. one had Bruce Campbell in it, and then he was killed. But it was like a really bad TV movie to begin with.
1: Oh so yeah. it really?
0: major things like, oh, this is terrible. Because it uh-huh. was like an elevator filled with bats. And it was just these close-up shots of bats biting onto like a woman's leg, or going up the woman's skirt, or trying to bite her eyes, and it's like oh, this, <laughs> this is fucking terrible. And then it just cuts back, and it's like the T1000 having sex in a, like a motel room. What? The actor of the T1000, like oh. Terminator 2. <laughs> Not the robot from the future. Send back to watch bad motel movies and have lousy sex. You can't handle the truth. No, Jack, you can't handle the truth. See, the truth is that All Things Film offers the
1: best value in free movie podcasts on the internet. That's right, free, as in it costs you nothing. Daily Grindhouse, Films and Swearing, a movie podcast. It was only a pound. La La Film, Maths Movie UK, Podcast on Fire, and of course Film Exploitation, the All Things Film podcast. All free and all available online on iTunes, on the podcast app, on Stitcher, on TuneIn Radio, direct, or from www.allthingsfilm.co.uk. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. See, as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a podcaster. All Things Film, the premium. Film, movie, podcast feed on the net.